Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the SOS Show. I'm your host Suchita, and today we are in conversation with Shaheen Bhatt. Shaheen Bhatt doesn't need any introduction. She is an author. She is a screenwriter. She is an animal lover. She belongs to a very popular film family, the Bhatt family, and she's just started the initiative. Here comes the sun, which is a mental health initiative. And Shaheen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to start with this uh, question, which I found very important while I was reading your line uh, about pain. So you have written a couple of times about pain and what kind of pain is that that you go through? Would you like to describe what is that pain? Where have you analyzed it? Because you have an analytical mind, have you analyzed that? Where is the pain coming from? Which part? Why is it there? I mean, that's the thing about depression, though, right? Mm. I mean, it, the pain is nebulous. There's no real way to ascertain where it's coming from or why it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the whole issue with mental illnesses to begin with is that um, it, it, it's not easy to ascertain a reason mm. or a trigger. Mm. Um, and the pain itself is different every single day. It's not, it's, you know, it's never the same thing. It's mm. It depends. It's a day-to-day thing. It's one thing today. Tomorrow, it's a different thing. So... Mm. Um, I think that the defining factor of, of depression is the fact that you can't really, you can't really pin it down and you can't really figure it out. Hmm. So are you referring to a physical pain or are you referring to a pain that's more psychological? I mean, it can be both. I think hmm. there's a lot of research that shows that, um, you know, psychological pain can also manifest itself um, physically in the body. So yeah, it's different things on different days. It's psychological very often, but yeah, there are times that it is a physical pain for sure. Mm-hmm. And you've also referred to the fact of about self-destruction that you also tried taking your life. And since you actually identified with clinical depression when you were eight years old, so you have been on medication, you've also been going to the psychiatrist or the psychotherapy. How has the journey been in terms of you identifying with that self-destruction and depression? Um, so the first time I noticed it, I was 12 years old. Um, mm. And it was a pretty up and down journey f- from there because I didn't really notice or un- un- I didn't recognize what was happening to me. Mm. Um, I didn't realize that what it was was depression. I didn't mm. realize that it was a mental illness. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that um, it was something that I could fix. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was just a part of, you know, a part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took me some time. It uh, it took me until I was about 18 years old until I realized that things were out of my control and it was not something that I could fix by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, at which point I spoke to my mother and we went to we went to a psychiatrist and we, you know, um, I got diagnosed with clinical depression. And from then on, it's been also been it's it's a journey like anything else. So um, mm. I take medication, I take medication on and off. Sometimes mm. I take it for six months. Sometimes I don't need it for a while. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a it's a journey of trial and error. Mm-hmm. And of course, it is still there. You still feel. Yeah. Depressed. For me, depression is a chronic thing. It's something that it does. It's not something that. Um, just goes away it's something that comes and goes for me on a consistent basis mm-hmm. and what happens when you go through it like suppose what happens is it something you know that it's about to start like suppose you're in an event or you are sitting with some bunch of friends and there's a sudden episode that you feel something is not right is it that sudden or is it like gradual no for me it's not that I mean it's 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 quite hard to tell really like I said mm-hmm. for me I think it's a it's I'm I'm just about starting to maybe identify certain triggers that I have, um, certain psychological triggers that I have. But mm. it can be as simple as I've gone to bed fine and I've woken up and the next morning feeling terrible, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So 
it's and sometimes it does come on gradually it's a it's a different thing um it's like the weather mm. you know sometimes the weather gets slowly progressively bad sometimes it's bad without warning so it's something that i'm learning to sort of figure out and try to identify where it's you know when it's coming if i can mm-hmm. um but it's not always an easy thing to do mm-hmm. when you know it's coming or it's already come you of course stay indoors you're locked inside your room what is the sort of a reaction of your family members of your friends your close ones my reactions are not quite what they used to be when i was younger it's not as bad as it used to be when i was younger where i would completely seclude myself mm-hmm. um of course i go through days where i i do that i i don't like to leave the house but mm. um it's not in the same way that it used to be when i was younger when it when i was younger it was a lot of that seclusion was um a part of me not fully understanding exactly what was happening to me and it was mm-hmm. me isolating myself because i felt quite ashamed and i felt quite um I didn't really know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um it's my my reactions to it have changed considerably once I've been able to actually talk about it once you know it was not um, not not something I felt I had to hide. Mm-hmm. Um so I stay I mean I tend to stay at home usually I prefer not to go out on on days like that. I I don't really feel like I have the energy to on days like that but it's mm-hmm. not it's not a case where I sort of barricade myself in my room anymore you know that that has sort of it's kind of evolved from there. Mm-hmm. And how is that sort of your reaction to your personal life? How do you handle that? You know, your uh, you know relationships with your friends, your close friends, your family. Again, that's also improved considerably once I started to talk about it. Because obviously, when you're going through something and you're going through it by yourself, if you're not telling anyone about it, they don't have. There's a limit to how much they can even respond. They can't respond with empathy to something that you're not actually telling them about. Yes. So just the act of telling them that this is something that I'm going through, mm-hmm. um, and this is a part of my life, has automatically made them, you know, way more accepting and way more understanding and a lot more patient with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've learned over time that it's very important to be vocal. It's very important to talk about these things because mm-hmm. if you don't, if you don't give people that chance, mm. um, you'll never know. whether you know they will truly understand or not mm-hmm. shine in your book you have mentioned about uh, there's an anecdote of a photograph uh, where your elder sister and your younger sister come together and is a moment of awkwardness where you felt isolated you also spoken about comparing yourself so isolation comparing yourself and losing somebody very close like sharda you know sudden death of hers and your dad as well you know who was going through his journey as a director and of course his um alcoholism has that defined your existence as a child and you know got embedded in your consciousness and could that possibly be a reason for a depression or do you think that it is something that's already you born with it's in your dna i think there's a lot of um i'm that's the thing i'm not a scientist i'm not a psychiatrist i'm mm. not you know i but from whatever i've read whatever i've understood is that uh, there is a genetic component depression mm-hmm. um at, at the very least there is a chemical component to it so i can't really speak to um what i think could have caused it or certainly of course if you go through certain experiences in your life grief death yeah. loss these yes. are all things that sort of um you have reactionary depression to these things a lot of people go through depression as a re- result of grief as lose yeah. as a result of losing someone yeah um so that's also very real um for me however it started considerably way before that it started way before i experienced that loss hmm. um so i think i think certainly there is a for me at least i i'm quite certain that it started off chemically hmm. um and obviously if if you are someone who is prone to depression um 
difficult ex- instances in your life will obviously exacerbate it or they will make mm. it it'll potentially make it worse mm. um so yeah mm. but if you would have did at that point you shared with anything what what you're feeling at that point um yeah i mean i, I mean i talked to friends about it i talked mm. to my my friends about it but mm. um not i mean not really it, it was not something i really talked about very much mm. so but do you think that if you would have spoken in detail about your feelings to somebody at that point in terms of your isolation your you know your feelings of you know comparing yourself or even the impermanence that you constantly feel do you think that would have helped and not got embedded in your consciousness and perhaps the depression would not be that clinical um i think it would have been easier mm. uh, i think had i started talking about it sooner i think obviously those feelings of isolation probably wouldn't have gotten compounded mm. um in the way that they had um mm. certainly i think talking about something the sooner you do it obviously the better for sure mm. yeah it does definitely it's a chance perhaps it would have been better yeah mm-hmm. and when you shared about what you were going through with your mom in the year 2006 is when you shared what was the awareness level of your family like your mom your dad what did did they know what you were going through well my mother the first thing she said is we're going to go and see a psychiatrist that's the first thing she said mm-hmm. um and it's something that she had been encouraging me to do for quite some time because even though i don't think she realized exactly what was wrong she knew something was wrong she knew something was um happening and that we needed to talk about it so mm. i think even though we didn't really know the intricacies of depression we didn't really understand um about it in great detail i think there was mm. enough understanding to realize that this was something that merited a visit to a doctor it merited um investigation it merited um going to a professional to talk about it mm-hmm. and when you went to a psychotherapist um what is the level of work that they do with uh, with any patient like taking your example was it that they went deep into your subconscious level um you know what did they try to do to eradicate your 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 symptoms or experience or whatever well i think it's different um different with different doctors with different therapists mm. it depends on obviously who you go to there's a difference between going to a psychiatrist and mm. there's a difference between going to a psychologist mm. um a psychiatrist is trained to medicate you um mm. and to help you find a a, a medical solution to mm. a chemical imbalance in your brain mm. Mm. uh while a psychologist is trained to do talk therapy and talk to you and various every therapist has their own sort of methods they have their own way of dealing with it mm. um and um, a lot of it involves to, sort of talking through your life and figuring out you know figuring out psychological triggers if and if there are any uh, usually of course there are everyone you know you we all go through things yeah. in our lives hard things without exception so of course yeah. there are definitely things um that would at the very least um take depression and potentially make it worse mm. um and it's just it's basically about identifying your patterns of behavior why you are the way you are why mm. you react to certain things and um identifying if and when you can actually uh, change certain patterns to your benefit mm. Okay so you have your your awareness as well you know person who's going through any form of depression their awareness as well is very important in terms of you know eradicating the pattern so they can you know be become more self dependent Shahin you've been on medication since 13 years now on and off on and off never consistently on and off okay and uh, i also read this very amazing line which said some mornings i still wonder if i will make it through the day and this is of course while the medication is going on and of course that has affected your personal life to a certain extent family and friends coming back to that 
Is there something that, you know, you feel that they should be trained or made aware to take it more, you know, easily than they would otherwise would? I think like with any, with absolutely anything, the first and the most paramount thing is that you educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Whether that's you as the person living with depression mm-hmm. or whether that is a family member of someone um, who you suspect is living with depression or mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like they say a known devil is always better than an unknown devil. So mm-hmm. the more you know about something, the more you understand about something, um, mm-hmm. it's, uh, the easier it is to actually deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think first and foremost, family members, caregivers, friends, um, educate, you know, educate yourselves about mental illness. Hmm. And everyone is different. So, I mean, I think as a family member, you would also be best equipped to understand how to deal with um, deal with somebody in particular because everyone is different. The way um, my parents or my sister deals with me might be very different from the way, um, you know, someone else's family deals with them because hmm. people are very hmm. different. Hmm. So I think the first and foremost thing is to educate and read as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, approach it with a certain sensitivity. Um understand, provide a non-judgmental environment for someone to feel where they uh, can mm. talk to you, feel heard, um, not feel pressured, mm. um, suggest if they can take, you know, uh, professional help, great, mm. uh, but also don't push too much. It's a very fine balance and it's a hard balance to find as a family member um, mm. because mm. it's obviously you want to do your best for someone mm. that you love, but mm. um, it, it, it will take trial and error, but, you know, don't lose hope. Mm-hmm. Did your family members educate themselves about your illness? Yes, absolutely. Of course, um, mm. they all, everyone read read up about it. They did their own research. They did their own, um, you know, they went through their own process with it. Mm. Um, as everyone has to, you have to. And so as a result, they all have their own very individual and unique understandings of, you know, th- through me and through their life experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they did. Mm. Shahin, uh, of course, you are, you're still battling your illness. What do you think, you know, you you know, want to do in the future in terms of you're also voicing your opinion on mental illness, you're reaching out to people, talking about it. You've written the book, you're a screenwriter. Is there something that you're planning? Like, you know, everybody plans, you know, I have a, I've recently started an initiative called Here Comes the Sun, uh, mm. which is um, the way I plan to at least take this, this particular conversation forward because writing a book for me was not about writing a book about myself. Mm-hmm. It was a, a vehicle to talk about a larger issue and mm-hmm. the way to now take that forward is will be for me through Here Comes the Sun. Mm-hmm. And um, it's an Instagram page that, you know, uh, we have that re- just uh, created and designed to raise awareness, provide information, mm-hmm. um, you know, provide content that is helpful in whatever mm-hmm. way possible. So for me, that is... Um, in, in this respect, that is my step forward. Um, and that's how I will continue to do my best to amplify um, the conversation about mental health as much as I can. Hmm. Have you heard of Mental Health Care Act 2017? Have you read? I have heard about it. I have read about it. I've read through the act. Um, hmm. I'm not very familiar with all the details of it. But yes, hmm. I have. Hmm. I have gone through it. Hmm. And actually, we had this episode uh, in the podcast where we spoke about, you know, people voicing their opinion for Mental Health Care Act to be implemented, which has not been implemented. So I really hope that, you know, you, you know, as a celebrity can voice your opinion and help us, all of us, push and implement this Mental Health Care Act 2017. So it will benefit all of us who is going through various parts of mental illness. Feeling isolated? Please go and talk to your loved ones, your family, people around. Stop comparing yourself to other people. 
and of course there's a deeper understanding of life as you go through life which is beyond the superficial level i think all of this if we become more open to sharing our thoughts and our feelings we might perhaps you know be able to tackle something like a depression or any other form of mental illness and if you feel there's something on right with you please go out there and seek medical help